I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Armed with a table, a chair, and not one but two microphones... I entered the Crawford Art Gallery, signed in, got my temperature taken, not because of my load, but because I was a visitor meeting staff, albeit at a distance. I made my way up the stairs, led by assistant curator Michael Waldron. Passing what I now know is the long room. This week's work of the week is on the grand staircase. It's John Philpot Curran. You can just about see his name almost gilded in gold at the bottom and apparently he's quite an interesting man so I'm here to find out more about John Philpot Curran artist unknown and we're just about to go into the Harry Clark room which is a very subtly lit space altogether and if there's nobody in the room before you go in it's actually quite dark. All you'll see is the works of Harry Clark backlit. That's what I always felt gave this place a very kind of spiritual or even religious feeling. It's like being in a church at night. In case you were wondering what I was doing with a table and a chair in an art gallery, no, I wasn't going for a picnic. The table was to put the mic and the mic stand on, and the chair was to put Michael on behind the mic, with me standing at the far end of the room. Finally, we meet face-to-face, albeit about 15 to 20 feet apart. So you have one mic, I have the other mic, and you're sitting here, the Harry Clark Room. What was it before it became the Harry Clark Room? So this was, I suppose, an artist's space when this was the School of Art. Yeah. And lace-making particularly was in this room. It's a dark room now, and when I look behind you... I recognise a few familiar friends that we have spoken about in the past few weeks. One of them a lot bigger than I thought, and the other one a lot smaller than I thought. So I would argue to anyone who's looking at the work of the week online that they should come in and see them for themselves now that the gallery is open. Anyway, the reason we're here is we're talking about John Philpot Curran, whose portrait can be found on the main staircase as you come up from the ground floor. He was quite an individual in his day, wasn't he? He really was, and 24th of July, 1750, was his birthday. He was born in Newmarket in North Cork, but he had a very eventful life. He was a man of the law and defended United Irishmen as well as freed slaves. 
Of course, his name is possibly very well known to people because of his daughter, Sarah Curran. Why was she so famous? So she was the fiancé, or great love, of the revolutionary Robert Emmett. Ah. So songs have been written about them. And even places named after them. <laughs> Absolutely. So Emmett Place, right outside our doors, is named after Robert Emmett. Did they get on well, John Philpot Curran and Robert Emmett? I believe not. Ah. So Robert Emmett's father was the head physician of Ireland. And so, you know, it wouldn't have been unusual for these families maybe to have known each other. But certainly I don't think John Philpot Curran approved of Robert Emmett for his daughter. She had no say in the matter, it seems. Oh dear. And it really... They, they say she died of a broken heart more than anything else. Oh, well, it's not all sad. John Philpot Curran himself achieved an awful lot in his day, considering that he had some impediments at the beginning of his life. Well, this is it. It's a very interesting thing about dedication and, I suppose, perseverance. He, of course, came from a, an affluent background, but he had a speech impediment... So he used to stammer and to train himself out of that, as an adult, by the way, he started to recite the works of Shakespeare and Bolingbroke in front of a mirror. (laughs) And I suppose the rhythms and the confidence of speaking in a mirror to himself helped him overcome overcome that. That's extraordinary, because I remember hearing a story years ago about a young boy who had a similar problem and ended up with the Cork Shakespeare Company, the Shakes as they called it, not far from where we're standing right now. And that's how he was cured as well, just by becoming a regular member of a, an amateur drama association that did Shakespeare. So it does work. It does. And I suppose John Philpot Curran himself became one of the most renowned orators of his time, not only from Ireland, but in Britain as well. He rose fairly high. He was the master of the roles, so essentially he became quite high up in the judiciary in Ireland. But he made his name through his wit, but also for the defence of, of the underdog. Now, I'm looking at him. Obviously, somebody of that importance would eventually aspire towards getting their portrait done. We don't know who actually did the portrait, but do we know anything about it? So the portrait itself seems to have been a very popular one in the 19th century. And it was copied many times and it was in print. So lithographs and engravings and so on were made of, of it. And so it was kind of spread far and wide. But we know that this portrait is based on the original by Sir Thomas Lawrence, who was the great portrait painter of his time. He was doing portraits of royalty. So did they get it wrong as to who they thought did the original? I don't know how it happened and it may have been because in the same year we acquired it, 1933, we also bought a painting by another artist and for a very short time it was thought that this painting was by Charles Edward Gribbon, Mm -hmm. an Irish painter whose style is nothing like this and unless he was a copyist as well, that error has now been corrected. So we know that it's after Sir Thomas Lawrence. We don't know who the painter is. And because we can't compare it with the original painting, that's untraced, we can't know for sure how how close to the original it is or if it's the original itself. (laughs) So there's a lot of questions behind the piece itself. It's a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. The fact that it's where it is in the building 
Does that give us any clues as to how important it is? Our main staircase and landing are designed to surround you in portraiture. And so as you climb that staircase, you'll pass the Prince of Wales from 1789, but you'll also pass Fiona Shaw and John Philpott Curran, of course, and the Russian translator Sasha Kropotkin. And so there, there are a lot of famous faces, some from Cork, others not, yeah. gems from our portrait collection. So these are just faces that will greet you when you arrive in the gallery. Absolutely. As you, as you want to explore it further from the ground level upwards. As we speak, I can actually hear something in the background coming from one of the other galleries. And I'm very curious as to what's going on. So Crawford Art Gallery is one of 20 global partners in this year's Artists Film International institutions around the world have each selected an artist's film. We invited the artist Alvin Ivrian and this year's theme is all around language. So the sounds you can hear are from our screening room on the top floor. Isn't that quite extraordinary because we're talking about a man who mastered language who should not have done so, who became a master orator in his day and there's an exhibition that's following that theme in its own way on a modern vein altogether. It's great because coming here you can actually start finding out more and more about each piece, each work, as you put a work of the week online in the Crawford Art Gallery page. And I would invite people to look at each of those because there's now quite a collection of them online where people can literally now find out more about the works themselves, the artists behind them and the stories behind the works. And with your contribution, we've even dug a little bit further into the history and story of the works of this building. Do you think the day will come when the two of us will have nothing left to talk about? Well, I mean, we've only done about... 15 together yeah. and the archive of the works of the week stretch back only about less than two years okay so we're only hitting about a hundred works and there are over three thousand works in the collection okay. so we have some road to go <laughs> in the meantime today is actually the birthday of john philpot curran if he was alive how many candles would there be on his cake oh wow so that would be 270 so, I don't know, I think you'd have to start editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> For health and safety reasons, we will not be presenting him with a cake today. But in the meantime, Michael, great to actually meet you face-to-face and also meet another face that I never met before face-to-face here in the gallery. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks a million, Connor. It's great to see you face-to-face. Because we agreed to meet in the Harry Clark room so we could keep a suitable distance from each other, I wasn't actually looking at the portrait itself. I was looking at it on my phone. So I decided to go out and have a look at it at the top of the stairs. So just before I leave, I got a chance to go right up close and have a look at John Philpot Curran himself. Quite a handsome man, actually, and very well dressed. It's a very dark piece altogether, you know, because he's wearing dark clothes, but it's the face that stands out. And of course, he's not looking at you, he's looking up at higher things the values of the world that he lives in, aspirational kind of view that he has of life. A fairly stern face, but there's still a, a smile in there, all the same. What can you do? You'd be standing in front of somebody for days on end, you have to strike some sort of a pose. There's the man of the day. Happy birthday, John Philpott Curran. Mm-hmm.